Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here with us this morning. We appreciate the invitation into your home and an opportunity to be together uh, via Facebook in this case, but we are so glad to see you and get to continue looking at the words of Jesus. Mike and I were chatting this week about previous trips that we've taken. And last year we went to San Jose, California for a conference. And before we went, one of our goals was to, to eat at different places, um, to try new restaurants and new types of food. And so when we got there, we, we got on Yelp and we looked up you know the restaurants around us and we found this really, really good Ethiopian place. And I had never had Ethiopian food before. I don't, had you ever had Ethiopian? No. It was first for both of us. And so we were really excited to try this new Ethiopian restaurant and it had tons of reviews, highly rated. And so we plug in the address into our GPS and we drive there and we pull up into this parking lot that's just surrounded by this strip mall. And let's just say it was not the classiest of, of places. <laughs> In this strip mall. <laughs> As the Uber driver dropped us off, we kind of looked at each other like, do we really want to get out of this car Is at that, this Oh, moment? you're right. We were yeah. In, the, yeah, in an Uber. But we decided, you know what? We're going to try it. Uh, lots of reviews online. We're going we're gonna to try it and see see what this place is like. And, but we looked at each other and we said, well, maybe if we just you know peek our head in a little bit, we'll just kind of see if this is where we want to stay or not. So we peek our head in and see immediately that it's completely empty. Now, whenever you have a restaurant that's completely empty, little red flags, but as soon as we peeked in, the host and hostess saw us and they just started talking to us and inviting us in and showing us to a table. And so we couldn't, we couldn't leave. So we sat down and they handed us our menus and, and left and we looked at each other and we thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be, this is going to be terrible. Amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so we order and we actually, they had to help us order because we didn't know any of the food on the menu. So we ordered this sample platter and a few sides and like, hey, we'll try it. Well, when the food came out, it was this huge platter and just so much food and different kinds of food. And they had to teach us how to eat because they didn't bring silverware at first. They uh, brought a big plate of what they called bread yeah, what's it called? I forget, but it's a fermented... It's like a flatbread. Flatbread, yeah. And so you actually eat, you use, the bread is like the utensil. And so we tried all this different kinds of food. There was spiced lamb and, and greens and all sorts of things. And it ended up being so delicious. It was one of the most amazing meals I've I've ever had. And it was surprising because it really was an unexpected feast. So today, as we continue to look at the words of Jesus, we are going to see uh, a similar experience uh, that people had in the presence of Jesus. Uh, that is an unexpected feast. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to be in Matthew 14, and we're looking at the story of Jesus feeding 5,000 plus. We'll do 5,000 plus because there's more in that. And we're going to start in verse 13. So, so if you want to follow along, Matthew 14, verse 13. And it says that when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. So when Jesus heard what happened, the context of this story is a really, really um, sad, horrible day. 
But Jesus has just found out that his cousin, John the Baptist, who prepared the way for him, who, who preached before Jesus started, had just been executed by the Roman government. Un, unjustly, really a, a horrible story, but Jesus just found out that John the Baptist had been killed. And you can imagine the weight of that news for him and his disciples. And so when Jesus heard this, he withdrew by boat to a solitary place. And Jesus actually did this quite often in his ministry where he would go to a quiet place to pray, either in the early morning or in the evening, and he would just spend time with God. However, on this occasion, uh, the people in the surrounding villages heard that he was headed towards shore in a particular direction. Mm -hmm. And thousands of people flocked from the villages to see Jesus. Um, and, you know, I, I, I consider the context and the experience, the day that Jesus has had. Have you ever had one of those days where just everything went wrong or where the news comes and the extreme mm -hmm. grief begins to set in? The last thing Jesus wanted was thousands of people surrounding him. He went to this place specifically to be in isolation and with his closest followers. Um, and the story continues, and when Jesus landed um, and saw the large crowd that was gathered there waiting for him, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. I love this word compassion in this story. I know on a day when I am mentally or physically or emotionally exhausted, compassion is a very hard emotion to conjure or a very hard decision to make. And I love the character of Jesus that we witness here in the, in the text. In spite of all that he had experienced in that day, he saw sick and hurting people. And his response was compassion. The story continues in verse 15. Evening approached and the disciples came to Jesus. So he's been teaching and healing for a long time. And, and his disciples say, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away to go to the nearby villages to buy food. Send them away. It's it's time to be done, basically, is what they're telling Jesus. And Jesus replies, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And, and then the disciples say to Jesus, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. You know, I think uh, in this case, the disciples response or suggestion, send the people to the town so that they can get their food. We've had a long day. We've had a hard day. Mm -hmm. uh, let's be done. I think in this case, the disciples' response is actually quite rational and reasonable. Yeah. I think they have the right idea mm -hmm. here. This is the good next it's step. time to be done. And that is not always the case with the mm -hmm. disciples. You've heard the mm -hmm. saying, uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. The Bible disproves <laughs> that. The disciples do a remarkable job of disproving. I don't know about that. Uh, that that concept. But in this case, I think they're spot on. I think mm -hmm. their suggestion is incredibly reasonable. It is time to rest. So Jesus responds to that very reasonable request <laughs> by saying, no, you give them something to eat. And it's it's hard for us to um, really hear the, the ridiculousness of that statement without seeing the crowd but there's this huge crowd and they bring to Jesus two, two little fish and five loaves. And he's like, yeah, you give them something 
to eat. And this story is told in in other gospels as well. And in John, John adds a sentence. He says in there in, in John 6, verse 6, he says that Jesus asked them this only to test them, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So in dismay, uh, they say, hey, we only have five loaves and two fish. And Jesus says, well, go ahead and bring what you have. Bring those to me. And he directed the people to sit down in groups in the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. Uh, and he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And I think this is a fascinating moment with uh, more than 5,000 people in attendance uh, Jesus holds just a tiny morsel of food and he looks up to heaven mm. and he says, thank you, God, for what we do have mm. here in this moment. And he broke the bread and he gave it to the disciples and he sent mm. them out to distribute the food. And they all ate and were satisfied, is what Matthew tells us. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides the women and children in attendance. One of the most profound statements in this story for me is Jesus's words to his disciples. Um, he says to them, bring, bring them to me, bring the food to me. When the disciples present what little food they had, Jesus says, bring it to me. Now, it would have been obvious to everyone that that food was not enough. It just simply was not even close to enough for that cr crowd. And so bringing that food to Jesus really was an act of faith. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll bring you what we have, even though it's just, just a morsel. And, and as I thought about that, I'm wondering if you've ever felt like what you had to offer just wasn't enough. Maybe what you had wasn't enough, or maybe you felt like what, who you were just wasn't enough. Maybe you felt like you weren't a good enough parent or um, good enough at work, or maybe even in Christianity in your faith. I'm just not a good enough Christian. I feel like a lot of us feel that way sometimes, that we're just not good enough. And in this story, we find some really good news. And the good news is that Jesus is enough. And that Jesus tells his disciples, bring to me what you have. Bring me what you have. In, in 2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 12, God says to Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient. My grace is enough for you. And I hear Jesus saying in this story that I know what you have may not be enough, but that's okay because I am enough. So just bring to me what you have, bring to me who you are, and I will show you what I can do. Yeah. And the scope of this miracle that he performs with the little bit that they have is remarkable to me. Now, I've, I didn't get to be there and witness this particular experience. I think the closest I've been 
to seeing this sort of multiplication of food is um, when we have large groups of, groups of people over, <laughs> one of our favorite meals uh, to serve is uh, stacky uppies. And I've heard it called some other names and I don't remember what they are. Um, but it starts with rice and, you know, you put mm -hmm. your rice on your plate and then you start to add all these different toppings, um, like a chicken with broth and pineapple and cashews and coconut and chow mein noodles and all these things that you wouldn't think could go together mm -hmm. on a plate, but they do go together. And by the end, having started with a small bit of rice, it's like more than my plate can fit, you know, <laughs> and it's falling off the sides. It's just the way the meal works. And I don't think that's... Uh, that fully encapsulates the scope Probably of not. Jesus' miracle here. No, it doesn't. Bad illustration. No. But um, what happens here is remarkable. Uh, mm -hmm. Matthew records that there was 5,000 men plus women and children in attendance mm -hmm. here. Uh, scholars um, project that that's uh, upwards of 12 to 18,000 mm -hmm. people that are here to see Jesus, to be healed by Jesus, to hear from Jesus. And in this story, Jesus experiencing remarkable grief chooses remarkable compassion. Mm -hmm engages intentionally and goes above and beyond, beyond the healing and the speaking to the people in this place. He says, no, let's go a step further and feeds the crowd. And Jesus not only engages himself, but he also invites his disciples to participate in this miracle. He has the disciples sit people down. He has the, the disciples bring him the food that they have. He has them distribute the food. And then in the end, they, they collect all the leftovers. And I think that's also powerful because as God works powerfully in our lives, in us and through us, he invites us to participate with him in the work that he is doing. Yeah. You know, um, so as we zoom out in this text and kind of look at the whole picture, what is happening here in this moment? Uh, what is the main point here of the story that Matthew is telling of this miracle and Jesus interaction with the people? I think uh, this comes to the surface. Uh, Jesus greets people with compassion, inviting them to sit and to break bread with him. In the presence of Jesus, there is enough. So Jesus, who has compassion as people approach, despite circumstances, Jesus mm. demonstrates compassion. And he invites people uh, beyond just compassion. He invites people to his presence, to the, mm. to the table, to the feast. He says, come and eat with me. And he demonstrates that when we sit in his presence, there is enough. Mm. And so we're invited, all of us, we're invited to bring what we have to Jesus and to allow him to transform us and to multiply what we have. And this is a really freeing thing for us because we don't have to have everything figured out. We don't have to be all put together in order to come to Jesus. Jesus invites us to come with whatever we have, whoever we are in this moment with all our strengths and our talents, with all our weaknesses and our broken pieces. He says, whatever you have right now, come to me. And the good news is that Jesus is enough. And in his presence, he makes us enough. Now, this is, this is grace. This is what God was saying to Paul. My grace 
is sufficient for you, this unearned, undeserved gift lavished upon us by a God who loves us so very much. You know, in in our culture, the voice of shame is really loud. And shame tells us that we're not enough and that we're never going to be enough in, in whatever area in our life. But that's not the voice of God. The voice of God is this voice of grace. And grace says that we are God's loved children and that in Jesus, through Jesus, because of Jesus, we are enough. Yeah. And so the compassionate Jesus Mm -hmm. is inviting us, bring what little uh, you have, bring what you have Mm -hmm. and allow me to transform and multiply what is there. And so I'm curious today as we reflect on the words of Jesus and the story that Matthew recorded for us, what sorts of abilities any one of us might have, um, abilities or talents or resources that might be brought before the compassionate feet of Jesus and used in remarkable ways. It might be things like musical ability or a gift of compassion or healing prayer. It might be monetary or physical resources that can be leveraged for the sake of others. But each of us has been given beautiful, uh, remarkable things from God. And at times, like Sarah says, Mm -hmm. they feel insufficient to meet the needs in any given moment. But that's the beauty of the story and the message today. Jesus, God, will take what little we have Mm -hmm. and accomplish miraculous and beautiful things with it. Love that. Invite you to pray with me as we close out. Dear God, we just thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much that you are enough, Lord, that you are inviting us to come to you and to experience your grace and to experience being filled by you and transformed by you. Lord, we thank you for this invitation. And God, I ask that you would give us the courage to come to you with whatever we have, with whoever we are in this moment, Lord, and just surrender to your beautiful love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So each week we're inviting people to continue to reflect on the words of Jesus through a song. And this week we have uh, a song. Um, It's a pretty recent song and one that I wasn't familiar with until I began researching uh, for this week's um, subject. It's a song called Enough. And uh, the song says, Jesus, you are enough for me. And I I hope that you find blessing and opportunity in reflecting upon uh, this song. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, friends.